Welcome to How to Eat Less Water, the podcast for anyone who's concerned about the state of our environment and wants to live more sustainably, but is short on either time, money, ideas, or all three. I'm your host, Florencia Ramirez, author of the award-winning book, Eat Less Water, and a kitchen activist. I share bite-sized action steps anyone can implement in their kitchen. Why the kitchen? The average person eats between 500 to 1,300 gallons of virtual water every day. Our food is the best place to turn our hope for a better environment into action. Now, let's dig in and grow well-being together. Welcome back. This is Florencia, and I welcome you to episode 62. And today is a really special day for people who think about water, as you must if you're here on this podcast. And certainly, I think a lot about water, and I have for many years now, because today is World Water Day. And I don't know if this is a new holiday for you, but it was something that was initiated by the United Nations in 1993. So it's not a new holiday, but it certainly doesn't get the same type of attention that Earth Day gets, which is exactly one month from today. I'm reminded of a story that I heard when Google Earth was unveiled and the CEO of Google at the time, who I don't remember names, but the story goes that he was sitting next to a woman or nearby an oceanographer and they started talking and and he said, what do you think of this? I guess she was a prominent scientist in her field. And she said, well, I would call this Google dirt, right? Because the earth is 70% water, but Google Earth, when it was first unveiled, was just paying attention to the land. But we are living on a water planet and we are exactly the same. This always fascinates me to know that on the day that we're born, we mirror the planet exactly. We are 70% water. And this planet we have the privilege to call home is 70% water too. To get ready for this podcast episode, I thought, well, I should go visit what's going on at the UN World Water Day website. And I really recommend you do the same because it's super beautiful. And I wish I had been connected to what's happening with UN Water because They have a conference going on in New York this weekend, which would be great to attend. And that's on my my manifestation list would be to be there next year. But I want to, to share with you a story that I found on their website, which is really beautiful. And I thought instead of just telling you about the story, I'm going to read it. And this is a story that comes from the the Quechua people. And it may be a story you've heard. It's not one that I've heard before. So I'm going to read you this ancient story now. One day in the forest, a fire broke out. All the animals ran for their lives. They stood at the edge of the blaze, looking at the flame in terror and sadness. Up above their heads, a hummingbird was flying back and forth to the fire over and over again. 
The bigger animals asked the hummingbird what she was doing. I am flying to the lake to get water to help put out the fire. The animals laughed at her and said, You can't put out this fire. The hummingbird replied, I'm doing what I can. So I love this story because it helps us understand that we're each the hummingbird, right? We're each the hummingbird in this story. And it feels sometimes like water scarcity and the environment feel just daunting and overwhelming. But if all of the hummingbirds gathered, right, if we all did something and we all brought our little drops of water We absolutely can make a difference. That's what I believe so deeply in my heart. That's why I do this work. That's why I have this podcast and I keep talking about these issues or the things that we can do on a daily basis to make a difference for water scarcity on this planet, that we can change the trajectory of what is predicted Because the predictions are not good, which is by 2030, half the world population will experience water scarcity, and it's a situation expected to result in the deaths of millions and an unprecedented rise in military conflicts. But we can make a difference, you and I, and especially with our food choices, because that is where our water flows. 70% of all water flows to grow I'm going to offer eight different action steps, and some of them you'll have heard me talk about before, but I'm going to give a summary for each of them. And if there's any you want to know more about, I recommend that you go back into the podcast, into the 61 episodes that I've done, and you can dive deeper into most of these that I'm going to um, offer you today. These are like our drops of water, right? Each of us can be that hummingbird bringing the water and just hope followed by action, right? We can't just hope that things are going to change. We have to put action behind them. The first thing is to eat in season. When we eat food out of season, it requires more water. It just does. A good example would be tomatoes. We want tomatoes all year long. We want tomatoes in our salads, in our sandwiches, in our hamburgers, right? We want that one slice of tomato to make it feel whole, I guess. And we've been trained to want tomatoes or really anything. We want to taste it all year long. When you, for example, if I'm going to stick with the tomato, tomatoes need longer days. It's a summer crop. And if you eat a tomato in season in the summer... It is delicious, right? It's juicy, it's sweet, it's perfection. And when you eat a tomato outside of that time frame, then what happens is that we're getting what looks to be tomatoes, but they just don't taste the same. They don't taste the same when they're out of season and it requires more energy and a lot more water. That is something simple that we can do is just to start eating more foods in season. The second is to reduce our food waste. And I talk about this over and over again. That's the one thing that it doesn't even cost us any money, right? It doesn't cost any money. It saves us money to reduce our food waste. Our home kitchens are the largest producer of food waste. We can partner with each other, right? Each of us can do what we're doing in our own kitchen and then offering to each other 
unique ideas of how we can decrease food waste, whether it's sharing recipes. For example, if I cook a roasted chicken on day one, then I, in my meal plan, I'm going to make sure that I have another follow-up recipe that uses that chicken because I know that I'm not going to finish that entire chicken. So that's part of the strategies around reducing food waste. And I talk a lot about different strategies here on this podcast, and I, I recommend you go back. For example, meal planning, refrigerator organization, your pantry organization, all of those things that we can do so we can waste less food. That is a huge action step that we can each take starting today. The third action step is to not pollute water. Don't flush chemicals down the drain. Don't pour anything down your storm drains because that goes out into waterways. There's two causes of water scarcity. The first is the one that we tend to focus on more, especially out in the West, which is when you don't have enough water, right? Droughts, that is a cause of water scarcity. But the other one is polluted water. You can have massive amounts of water, but if it's salt, if it's dirty with chemicals, some type of pollutant, you can't drink it. UN Water will have a focus every year with their campaign around World Water Day. And this year's uh, focus is sanitation. Contaminated water from poor sanitation around the world causes a million deaths per year. And it literally can be fixed with toilets, with good sanitation for everybody. And there's a company that I love, love, love. It's actually a nonprofit organization, a B Corp prop. I always look for B Corps because they give so much. If organic farmers or regenerative farmers are at the forefront of the food agriculture movement to save water and to build soil and to be to create nutritious food for us, B corporations are really reimagining the way corporations or businesses can conduct themselves and also be part of the solution. The name of this B Corp is Who Gives a Crap? And you can find them at whogivesacrap.org. And they sell mostly toilet paper. I get my toilet paper delivered by Who Gives a Crap every six weeks. And they have raised over $11 million to build toilets around the world. So I'm going to put in the show notes a link where you can look at what they're doing and order your toilet paper from. Who gives a crap? And if you use that that referral code, I know you get something off. I believe it's $10 off your first order. A little commercial for who gives a crap. But it, it also goes back to our dollars. We can align our dollars with companies and with farmers who are making a difference. And this is a great example of that when it comes to anything that we care about. And we should all be caring about water because water is life. The fourth action tip is to support organic agriculture. We're not polluting water by flushing chemicals down the drain 
And if we support agriculture that's dousing their crops with chemicals, how is that any different? Anytime a field is sprayed with a chemical, it does not disappear. It goes somewhere. And usually it ends up in water. It will end up in whether it goes into the air into the irrigation ditches that then lead out to streams and then to the river and then makes its way out to the ocean. It lands in our groundwater. It just doesn't disappear. But when we align ourselves with organic farmers and food brands, we're taking those chemicals out of the system. We're demanding that our food get grown in in ways that are supporting clean waterways. Five, take part in cleanups, beach cleanups, waterway cleanups. You don't have to live by the ocean to participate in a beach cleanup because anything that happens anywhere on the planet. You could be thousands of miles away from the ocean. Anything that happens in that river, that water will eventually make its way to the ocean. And so does anything that's inside of it, right? If there's trash, if there's chemicals, it makes its way to the ocean. Each time that we participate in some type of cleanup, whether it's official or unofficial, we are participating in the solution to minimize aquatic pollution, which is causing harm to fish and to all all aquatic life. Action tip number six is simply to collect more of our water, our rainwater. And this is, I'm actually talking to myself on this one because I don't have any rain water collection system in my, the house that I currently live in are rooftops that can be transformed into water collection areas. Here in my house at the beach, I don't have lots of land to water. And so I don't really have a rain water collection system except for some buckets that collect water and then I use those buckets to water some of my plants, which is like the hummingbird, one drop or two drops at a time. I certainly can be more intentional around how I'm collecting rainwater at my house. And my guess is that you too can do more rainwater collection where you live. Now on to number seven, which is a continuation essentially from number six, which is to collect water in your kitchen and bathrooms. I also have buckets in my bathroom. When I have the tub turned on in the water and we want to get hot, we're collecting that water and we're taking it out and watering plants. And we do the same for our kitchen sink. And I started my journey for water conservation talking a lot about the water conservation that you can do with water that you see in your house. And that tends to be the focus on water conservation campaigns. It's the water that we see. But the reason that I moved away from talking about the water footprints of our daily rounds, not to say that it's not important, to take shorter showers and do water collection at home, but it is not where the lion's share of our water is being used. It is in that virtual water, the water that's embedded in our food, in our kitchen. So that's why I moved out of the shower because I sold 80,000 shower timers before I realized that I was in the wrong room of the house. And if I was really going to have a conversation about how can we save water on this planet, I needed to move out of the bathroom and into 
the kitchen. And so that's why I spend more time talking about ways and strategies and action tips that we can save water with the food we eat. Thus, eat less water. The last drop or action step for World Water Day is to share your story, to talk about these things with your friends, to to talk about it on social media, to post things on social media about the ways you save water at home and why you think it's important. There is a cross-pollination that happens all the time with our actions and how it influences other people to do good. So we can each be that inspiration for someone else to do a little bit more than what they're doing, to bring another drop of water to the forest to put out that fire. Thank you so much for joining me again here on this podcast and learning some action tips. We're doing this together. And also, I want to invite you to visit my newly redesigned Eat Less Water shop. It's a place where I curate products for the kitchen that I know bring me joy and are made with care and using sustainable materials so that we are doing good, not with just our food, but with the containers for our food and with the things that we're bringing into our kitchen. And also the other piece is it just brings joy when you're, say, holding a handmade mug or a handmade bowl or wearing a linen apron that's just lovely. Those little things, I guess for me, are tricks to get me going back to the kitchen again and again, even when I'm feeling tired, because it just makes me happy. Thank you so much again for joining me. Please share this with others. This would be another way for action tip number eight to share your story so that we grow our influence together. Thank you. There is power in the collective. Be well. Let's stay connected. Sign up for my newsletter and receive more tips in your inbox weekly and 15% off your first purchase at the Eat Less Water Shop. You can also find me on your favorite social media space at Eat Less Water. Please remember to hit subscribe and leave a review, even if it's only the star rating, because every one of them will increase the chances of other like-minded folks to find us. Thank you for joining me on this journey to eat less water. Together, we will write the story of well-being for this planet we have the privilege to call home. Meet you back here every Wednesday. There is power in the collective.